0: It's Chris. This is John. Nice beer. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family.
1: Is Daddy coming home with you? We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do.
0: But when he gets stuck at the office party...
1: Merry Christmas!
0: It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! ...he'll never forget. Oh, uh-huh. oh. Christmas. It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer.
1: Only John can drive somebody that crazy.
0: Get ready to jingle some bells. And deck the halls. Oh, Hello. With boughs of... Hi. Bruce Willis. Mother of the Coast, we get together, have a few laughs. laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? yippee ki mother Together... In the greatest Christmas story ever told, I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans, Booby, eat it, Harvey. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff you find truly bingeable. Hmm. Okay, today, you guys, we are in the midst of the holiday push, and I had to bring one of our good friends back. And so we today have got a Sydney with us. Sydney Jones. Hello, Sydney Jones. How are you?
1: Hi, D'Angelo. I'm great. How are you?
0: I am great. Okay, so you guys, <laughs> as we explore this holiday fair, and I have asked a few friends, and we're going to have other people throughout the rest of the month that are coming along that we are gonna be talking about their favorite holiday movies. And when I asked Sydney, what was her favorite holiday movie, the first one that hit that top of that list was die hard which is very controversial if you <laughs> <laughs> and so and then we started this episode up actually with that trailer which is completely selling it as like a farcical holiday romp was it not
1: <laughs> well like okay I think the claim that it was the greatest holiday movie ever might be a little bit dramatic or mm-hmm. stretching a little bit
0: I feel like about it was- that it was like a like a, like a holiday cut. But the thing is, is, so yes, it's very controversial. Some people feel that Die Hard is not a holiday movie. We're going to explore a little bit of that. You guys. Okay. So I know that sometimes I have this little bit of um, blindness when it comes to some pop culture things. Like it took me all the way to like the pandemic to watch, you know, Star Wars, you know, and now in... Uh, another movie that we're going to be reviewing this holiday season is like The Muppet Christmas Carol, which I had yeah. never seen before and, and so I was good. told to watch. So we're, we're, that's gonna be, that'll be coming up in another week or two. But today, so I had never seen Die Hard. So I watched it this past weekend. And I have to say, I kind of loved it. Like, I it's really great. did. It really right? is. It's a good, fun, like action movie you know what I mean it's like old school there's lots of problematic things in it but the thing is is I mean like it's it's a it's a capsule of the time that it was you know produced and whatnot but I have to say I really did enjoy it and the thing is it's like vintage Bruce Willis this is like hot. his peak peak hot. peak Bruce Willis yeah exactly
1: smoking hot
0: totally and yeah. so and he spends the whole movie basically in a pair of pants I mean, that's yeah. literally like so and it's funny because I had never realized the whole entire thing. Like he's barefoot for the whole entire uh-huh. freaking movie. And it's like a yeah. whole thing. And so, that's like his Achilles heel, literally, you know? So mm-hmm. this whole thing. So you guys, let's talk a little bit about uh, Die Hard. And then in a little bit later, we're going to, I'm going to tell uh, Sydney about some cheesy holiday fair that I've watched that I don't know if I'm going to encourage you guys to watch, but it's still, it'll be there. And then we'll do our own recommendations. But today, as we talk about Die Hard. So Die Hard is... Here's a quick synopsis. It's a New York City cop. John McLean, goes on a Christmas vacation to visit his wife Holly in Los Angeles, where she works for the Nakatomi Corporation. While they are at the Nakatomi headquarters for a Christmas party, a group of robbers led by Hans Gruber, a.k.a. Snape, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. Snape, you know what I mean? So if you guys are Harry Potter heads, um, Mr. Alan Rickman, amazing. But Okay, so, uh, led by Hans Gruber, take control of the building and hold everyone hostage, with the exception of John, while they plan to perform a, ludicru- a lucrative heist. Unable to escape, and with no immediate police response, John is forced to take matters into his own hands. And feet. Okay, but it didn't take feet, <laughs> but I just put that in there. So, it's like it's like a whole thing. So... Okay. The
1: feet and the hairy armpits oh boy
0: <laughs> i mean like all of it like the thing is like yeah he's a, he was a stud back then and so yeah. yeah and he spends the whole entire movie like alone you know what i mean mm-hmm. so which is which is fun so he like supports the whole thing i just my whole thought too is i kept thinking it was just like you know that when like they were like cut he'd be like can I have some shoes can I get some socks please <laughs>
1: You know uh, where I mean? am I, Where's my slipper, bitch?
0: <laughs> oh, for real. Because the thing is, it's like it doesn't matter how comfortable you are, but there's like a certain point where you're like, I just want to have some structure in my life. Like I've mentioned before, like I remember I was at Lazy Bear once um, a few years ago and, you know, with a bunch of friends and like that whole entire week you spend, you know, at the lake and, you know, or at the river and all that sort of thing. And so you like never wear a full shirt you're wearing a tank top or no shirt for the whole week and i remember when like friday hit after being there for like five days i was like i just want to wear a shirt with sleeves and so <laughs> <laughs> and so that's my thought here is like the actor had to be like i just want to put on a pair of socks like can i please just- <laughs> can i get some comfort please <laughs> hell i'll I even like-
1: take a pair of timberland boots something give me something here
0: Absolutely. So I took a bunch of notes through here so we can kind of talk about some of that stuff. And then what I did, too, is that we were, we're going to go through and I made a little list here and I was going to do the 10 times, but actually I found specifically 12 immediate references to Christmas in this movie to help Make this an official Christmas fair. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I kind of like took notes. Okay, like there was Christmas tree here. they mentioned here, blah blah blah. So we will get to that. That there's piece as well,
1: there's definitely a lot of snow in the beginning.
0: Yes, there is. There is a lot, a lot of period in this movie. So, <laughs> like, yeah, they go skiing a lot. It's the eighties, right? <laughs> I know. No, I was this is like, nineteen. It, it was nineteen ninety two. So it's basically the eighties you know, Oh no, this is 1988.
1: Right. But they're like at a, they're like at a corporate Christmas party and they're just like lining it up. And I'm just like, okay. All right, cool.
0: Well that's LA in the 1988. (laughs) So I apologize. You guys, 1992 was not this movie. This movie was 1988 when the original one came out. So. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Now one of the things I just put wrote in here, so it just has to do because I was so appalled because the first, like lines that are uttered when he's sitting in this airplane is the guy next to him in the plane tells him to walk around without shoes and socks and make fists with your toes to wake yourself up it's, it's better than coffee you know what I mean like so which he does it um and so it's I like, think mm-hmm.
1: it's like the biggest foreshadow of the movie
0: it really is. And it's like straight there in the beginning. And it was just so appalling to me. Like, why is this guy talking to him about his feet, you know, to this other <laughs> dude right at the beginning? And the thing is, is, and I think what it tells us first and foremost is that um, this was written and produced by people with foot fetish. No, Um <laughs>
1: I mean, so, it is it is the biggest fetish.
0: <laughs> it really is. And so, I mean, it just it was very much there. And so it was just funny because that's like the first thing that comes out. And so, and then the thing too is, is like, so we spend a lot of time with close-ups on Bruce Willis's feet. Like it was like a real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, is he on those sites? Like, like is he <laughs> on, like, because I know there's a Him, and, Tarant-
1: Him and Tarantino are, are secret buddies.
0: Yeah. But you know that there's like this, there's like a whole thing of like um they, they do like the foot rating for all the females i've never seen it for the guys and so now i'm, I'm sure like there completely. is one i'm wondering and feet are sexy so it's like a whole thing so okay um but yeah he spent that and i just wrote in here bruce willis was so hot back then
1: yeah he was and you know the thing that um immediately i i forget about every time i i watch it and then like haven't watched it in a while because i watch it like once a year just for the holidays is like there's the whole theme about how he's so butthurt that holly has gone off on her own and become successful and he can't like be her savior anymore you know he's like mm. wants to be the breadwinner he wants to be like the toxic masculinity situation is like intense and it even goes through so far as like you know He looks through the um, directory and it's Gennaro and he is pissed, right? That her name is not McLean in there, you know? And then, of course, like, you know, not to, like, totally skip ahead, but I'm going to skip ahead. Of course, you know, eventually the stupid-ass news reporter Mm -hmm. lets on to who she is and that they're married and Hans figures it out. And so then he has to rescue Holly. And, you know, when they walk out of the building, she's like, She's like, it's not Gennaro, it's
0: McLean. (laughs) And I'm like, bitch, you had written on your wall, it was Gennaro. It wasn't just in the directory. but Yeah, it was on the
1: door, it was on the desk, it was everywhere. It's McLean.
0: (laughs) Everywhere. Well, it's funny too, because like in like after 2020 and such, you know, the tumultuous year that we had last year and this year, when you do watch Die Hard, you do have that weird like problematic of like, I'm going to be cheering for an NYPD cop for, like, this whole entire movie. And, like... Yeah. But then they do show how, like, LAPD is completely bumbling idiots, you know? So so dumb. Exactly. and then And then also even, like, the FBI are idiots, you know? Well,
1: (laughs) the FBI is, like rogue when they're in the when what does he say? they're in the copter and the one the, the one guy is like this is just like saigon <laughs> the other guy's like bro i was in kindergarten like i don't know what you're talking about you know Come they're like they're all completed. just all over all over the mm-hmm. place except for him he seems to be the only one who has it together and he is not like an average cop would be Mm -mm. he's like he's like actually like a like i would imagine like a navy seal or something you know like his level of intel skill is really Mm -hmm. high
0: yeah the way that he just like walks around he notices everything you know yeah well, and I was so I didn't realize that Reginald Vell Johnson was in this. You know, Carl Winslow from Family I, Matters. <laughs> in,
1: in all my notes, I have Miss Carl Winslow.
0: <laughs> That's what I did, too. I wrote Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow does this. But he was Sergeant Al Powell. So Sergeant Al Powell was his name in this. But we're going to call him. We're going to refer to him as, as Carl Winslow. So if we say that, just know that we are talking about <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> so Because that was him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was just... um. Which it was, it was nice to see him. It's so funny, though, like, in pop culture, how I had this blind spot towards Die Hard. And I don't know why. I think it was just one of those things that everybody always talked about, talked about, talked about. That I was like, whatever. You know what I mean? And it was usually, like, some, like, tool who would always be like, Die Hard's the best movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, yeah. like, I watch this and I'm like, Die Hard is the best movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good, it's good. You know, it definitely, I feel like it breaks up the monotony of every other holiday movie. That's like, you know, Santa gives Timmy a present or rain, you know, Mm -hmm. Rudolph saves the day or like we get it. Like, you know, Santa is coming to town and all that, but it's nice to have something else that kind of breaks it up a little bit.
0: We finally got like a action movie for Christmas. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so yeah. it was, it, it's fun. And finally, it's from 1988. So it's like almost 40 years old, but whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah. So I know we talked about the New York cop. Well, he couldn't just move to L.A. with his wife, which was like I wrote that. Why couldn't he just move to L.A. with his wife and get a job yeah. at the L.A. PD? You know because- what I mean?
1: I mean, come on, because then he would be, you know, because I'm the man and this is my job and it's more important, even though she definitely makes like 10 times as much as he does.
0: Well, it's all that. And then I think after the dust settles of all this trauma of what she just went through, the problems are still there. You know oh yeah. What I mean? So like, oh, 100%. Like, and so have you OK in that canon, have you kept on watching diehard movies? Because I know there's been a lot more diehards. Yeah. Are you, are you still diehard person?
1: I am. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I like action. I have an older brother, so I I love action movies. That's just kind of how
0: I love action. But I think our we were just mostly like a weird um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Steven Seagal, Van Damme. We did that of a family. Oh, we
1: did that, too.
0: Mm -hmm. We were into all that. Yeah. My mom loved Jackie Chan when I was growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And so and I think maybe it was because like Bruce Willis movies were a little bit more edgy. The language is a little bit more out there. And then also, you know, when you get to Color of Night. mm. Oh,
1: I love Color of Night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Color of Night. You can straight
1: up see his wee wee in the pool.
0: Yes, you can, guys. So that's something that, you know, if you want to Google Color of Night, it's a horrible movie, but it's a it's a fun movie. And um, Bruce Willis Mm -hmm. is completely not in it.
1: Uh huh. yeah
0: good we see his twigs and (laughs) berries
1: Mm -hmm. floating in the pool
0: okay like honestly my aunt had that (laughs) on vhs and so like whenever i was at her house i'd be like hmm looks like i'm gonna watch color of night and i never watched it i would just fast forward to the pool scene and just like that was it and then it was like okay i'm done and then like on the same i want to say on the same vhs tape was uh, the Rodney Dangerfield like uh, Money Problems. Oh my was God. Also, was also on the tape. <laughs> like, what are you watching? Money Problems? <laughs> like, I wasn't watching Color of Night. Money Problems. I was watching Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Let me get some respect. I mean, that was basically like, it was just like, act like I was not watching Color of Night. That was not me. So, <laughs> shame around that movie. But that's the thing, you know? So it was just, you know, Bruce Willis, he was a hottie and whatnot. Um,
1: Argyle.
0: I, 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 the driver. I love
1: Argyle. He's great.
0: What He's a just role. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like what does he do? He just is like sitting in a limo the whole time that all this is happening.
0: He has one. He has one moment with Bruce Willis and then he sits inside the garage inside <laughs> next to a teddy bear for the whole rest yeah. of the movie. Just chilling.
1: And, and Hans Gruber's dudes never saw him in there. Like didn't they come in through th-
0: I don't well, know. But I think it was kind of closed up. I think we have to, you know, suspend the disbelief. And they weren't really concerned with that area. Because after they, like, shut, you know, cut the lines for all the phones and everything, there was a whole thing. Right. Um, Another yeah. thing, hold
1: on. I noticed about Bruce. I'm going to go back to this real quick. Was that from the time he, the movie starts until, like, the shit goes down. And literally right as the shit starting to go down, Bruce ogles three young women. Three separate young women, which makes it seem like maybe he wasn't really being all that faithful
0: to Holly. Maybe not. Yeah. Because even like that weird scene when he's like running through the through like the hallway and there's pictures of the hot girls on the wall.
1: Right. Well, right. Right right when that starts, he looks out the window and there's a lady across the way in another building with the lights on and he's like staring at her. And she's Mm -hmm. some young hot blonde, and then like he doesn't look at any other ladies for the rest of the movie. But there's like one in the um, you know, there's the lady on the plane. Then there's like some lady who jumps into her boyfriend's arms, and then like, yeah, he's like checking out all these ladies, but he seems to be like, why isn't my wife following me everywhere? I'm like, what? Maybe it is too. Is this
0: well because those girls were all hyper feminine? I mean, is this like an examination on the anthropology of? Diehard, is that what we're doing right now, guys? <laughs> we're gonna look a little bit deeper into diehard. <laughs> Sorry,
1: hard.
0: and it's so my feminist
1: I'm... background, I can't help it.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, is that so here, here, let's raise this point. So let's go there. So it's almost like he was wanting a girl to be that, though. Like, you know, like the girl who like jumped in 100%. his arm when, when he got to the airport. So it was kind of like that holiday, like missing, like you know, when you're in the holidays and you look around and you see, like, oh, there's a cute little family, and that kind of a thing. And like, there's one thing about being like, oh, that's that. And you look at something and the other is like internalizing and being like, I wish I had that. And so and he didn't have the wife who was going to go and meet him at the airport. And that was
1: he wanted to be needed like that. Mm
0: -hmm. And he finally was. (laughs) <laughs> yes for this movie that was yeah. the whole thing is that he's finally yeah. was needed but like mm-hmm. does he always need these well apparently he does because there's more diehards so he always mm-hmm. needs a situation where he but well, holly's them.
1: not in any of the other ones they split up
0: see there you go because the problems are still gonna she exist. might have been in the
1: second one i don't know it's been a long time since i saw a diehard too but she's they broke they split up
0: yeah i think they went home that night they did it and they did it hard and they did it uh-huh. amazingly yeah, because they had like, a lot of
1: adrenaline pumping, you know?
0: Exactly. And then yeah. after and then after New Year's was over, it was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to New York. See you later. You know what I mean? Like it was it was over. And she's not leaving that job. Boss is dead. She's next, you know, she's <laughs> gonna move up that corporate ladder. So, like, she's not leaving LA. That's no. just my personal opinion on that. But, Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote here, this is another thing. This is back when they made being a bad guy look like fun okay yes like, with the bad guys then they're walking through the hum, 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 and as they're like cutting things away and like doing what they need, you know what I mean like just and they all have a different accent like each person has a different accent as they're going through you know even the one who was impersonating the security guard was like ha how you doing like nobody speaks American and this is America no but
1: <laughs> I know it so was, the- it's, was. it's so it's
0: weird mm-hmm. But they do. But this is like the 80s when they played bad guys and like when you would play bad guys with your friends and played those like little games that you would be able to like, you know, being the bad guy was the fun part. You know what I mean? And so and that's what, yeah. the, what they did is that like Alan Rickman and then all the German Barbie dolls, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the German Ken yeah. dolls. They all, everybody has an accent. Everybody has a, son, has a has a gun. Everybody has an accent. And you get to have fun as like this character. It was just one of those things I, I just noticed.
1: I thought one thing that was really like just so amazing was that, you know, the world we live in now is so different because we've had, you know, terrorist attacks and we've had school shootings and whatever. And I love how like a half a dozen men get off the elevator with machine guns in their hands or semi-automatic weapons. I don't know what they are. And they're just standing there and everyone's just partying and not paying attention. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we got guns and everyone freaks out. And I'm like, Dude, people would have noticed that way sooner these days, you know, like (laughs) shit would have gone down. And then like, you know, they shut the building down so fast. And what does John do? He pulls the fire alarm like they wouldn't figure out how to like,
0: which floor get rid on. of the
1: cops or like mm-hmm. what floor was on, like after what they just did. Like, I don't know. It was just like, yeah, all right. It's, it was, a, it was an attempt feeble, but you know, it,
0: it, it was an attempt, but I think all that same way is that, you know, this is back in the eighties. I mean, like, remember like when that little hacker guy, when he goes to like, yes. the computer and he's like going through, and he's like, <laughs> like, and he's going through like the keys. And he has to, like, <laughs> he hits like a million keys at once. And he's, <laughs> yep. I'm good at this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like, back in the old day of, like, this is called hacking. This is 80s like, computer hacking.
1: I don't even think there was a mouse.
0: I don't think there was either. <laughs> was just, he sat down at the computer and just started tapping away at all the keys. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like piano. <laughs> like, he was, like, ready to go.
1: And I can't believe this is over. Bonds. Mm-hmm. Like, am I misunderstanding what bonds are? I'm like, wouldn't they know who had, like, aren't they traceable or...
0: This is before the internet. Okay, Sydney. Like that's that's the thing. Is like there was no internet back then. So like you could like you probably be so much could.
1: better if it was Bitcoin. I'm just saying, nobody could trace it, okay? <laughs>
0: well well, that's the thing, is that's like nowadays. But I remember back in the 80s, like I had like, you know, like my um I'm we okay, all have bonds. Statue of Liberty of limitations is over, so I don't know why I'm so nervous about this. <laughs> so like, like some of my some of my aunts would like cut the barcode, you know, or like the um the expir- expiration date like like off of like coupons just so they can use them. And the thing is, is since there was no internet, it would be like okay, seventy five percent coupon off of this. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things. So there was no internet. There was, and so I would imagine the same kind of thing. It's just kind of like it's hard to I think it would be a little bit harder to trace it back then but eventually they would you know I don't yeah. know I don't but by know then the it would have been thing. in the
1: Swiss exchange and nobody would know
0: maybe I don't know bonds I don't know money
1: <laughs> I can't wait to have a swiss account one of these days one of these Vote. days
0: one of these days <laughs> okay I hope the government is not listening
1: <laughs> yeah they're really gonna get you on those coupons <laughs>
0: no I'm talking about you (laughs) don't step out of line this is now like published so (laughs) it's a whole thing I I want a Swiss
1: account just because it's awesome
0: well there you go just to say you have one too like to have that to have that kind of money come on let's go with it yeah um I wrote cops are useless FBI is even worse which we already kind of discussed
1: (laughs) I did too hold on let me read you my exact note is because it's great um I was like Oh, first I said sexual tension between everyone, even Rickman and Willis.
0: (laughs) There was, was though, right?
1: Right. Oh, my God. I was like, what is happening? And I was like, why is McLean portrayed as the alpha cop? Like, all the other cops are bumbling idiots, but he's running through broken glass without shoes and killing terrorists.
0: (laughs) For real. Because he was good at it. He was sexy, that was it.
1: <laughs> Any you know, yippee yay motherfucker. I forgot that that was where
0: where that came from? Yeah. We didn't even I mention that. Yet. Like that is like the biggest, like one of the one of those big, huge movie lines that's like still around. But the thing is they don't use it in commercials because it's motherfucker. But the thing is it's yeah, yeah. yippee kaye, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, it's a big one.
0: Oh my god. Sort of yeah. like
1: hasta la vista, baby. Like everybody knows where that's from
0: totally but I feel like yippee ki motherfucker is such a tool phrase that that's like a guy who just like <laughs> shock to
1: masculinity Smashed God. it on his
0: forehead and screams, yippee-ki-yay motherfucker and then jumps off of like his roof onto yeah. the flaming table you know what I mean like that's that's the guy like that's a backyard wrestling guy who is still using the phrase yippee ki motherfucker
1: <laughs> well clearly or else the playboy calendar wouldn't have fucking been up there you know like I mean how many times do they go past that thing and that's like at one point where he realizes where he's at because he is keeping track of where the calendar is
0: yeah because and i forget
1: that there's like some trivia with that calendar too i don't remember what it was but
0: we're gonna go through some trivia in a little bit here because i actually have some of that pulled up too and i haven't even read through them so we're just going to go through them like and just kind of fabulous pick and choose but so there's some of that okay i wrote um okay crawling through an air vent with a zippo lighter at christmas (laughs) is iconic you guys like so that is like a total mood like
1: didn't he say now i know what a tv dinner feels like
0: (laughs) He did (laughs) how that that's like a little capsule too in history what is a tv yeah like these kids don't know what the hell that is
1: we don't yeah
0: yeah like you don't have that anymore kids will never know what it is to have what those are made out of You remember like the little compartments (laughs) and like the peas would be in one, and then like yeah, the dessert was always kind of weird. There was always something in there that you weren't sure. Apple with
1: like some sort of cinnamon, like pure sugar. So I'm like, thanks for the apples covered in sugar. That was
0: exactly that you did it with, with a little <laughs> bit of like crumbly and i would eat the shit out of that like <laughs>
1: yeah and then it was always like fried chicken and corn and then mm-hmm. sugary apples and i'm like we're really getting all the food groups in here this well, is- <laughs> it would be that or it'd be like
0: pasta or macaroni and cheese remember kid cuisine is that oh yeah a thing? Is
1: that i don't know but i used to make my mom get them all the time i was like i need the kid cuisine it is made for kids and i am a kid <laughs> she'd be like it's a gimmick i'm like, just. Come
0: on. <laughs> well, remember that? And there was hungry man meals like hungry man or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. I, those were huge, though.
0: I think There's John a... McClane would have been a person who ate a hungry man meal.
1: Oh, for sure. If not, like, uh, you know, something straight out of the can because you just didn't have time to cook or have a pot in his
0: house. <laughs> you are not going to believe this, but kid cuisine is still a thing. Stop it. No, it really is. I just Googled it and it's at Walmart for $1.84.
1: Oh my, God. oh my God, we should get one and eat one and do a podcast about how bad it
0: is. I wonder, I can even like, it looks like you can even get them on Little Spoon and Instacart. Like, it's like <laughs> Stop. And, this, and this one has all-star chicken breast nuggets.
1: Oh, corn. this is not like it used to be.
0: Yeah, it has corn, uh-huh. it has mac and cheese and then it also has like a fudge brownie yep <laughs> i remember
1: the brownie i remember the brownie it was mm-hmm. weird t- I, I don't think it had chocolate in it i'm
0: just gonna say that this is so funny it sports it has 15 grams of protein as well hmm look at that Quid cuisine so we just didn't add for them i hope they pay me for that um probably not <laughs> so okay but yeah that whole crawling through the vent when when Bruce Willis is like crawling, I mean, like with the, with the lighter and the whole way that that is like lit, that is so iconic. And it was just like, you know, it's like you see that in all kinds of like movie montages and everything. And I just I've never seen Die Hard, and I knew it was from there, but it was really. And then he also looks really great in it. He does so, look really good
1: in there. Mm-hmm. Come on Makes the me toast. think about a bunch of little bondage thingies I'd like to do to him.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, what do you think he's into?
1: Well, what do I think he's into
0: character or Bruce? So give me what John McClane do you think he's into? And what is Bruce Willis into from a dominatrix perspective?
1: Okay. As the cop that he is totally, he would be into pe- John McClane would be into Peggy, but he would never let anybody know.
0: True. Okay.
1: Or being, or being like treated like a, um, like a reverse role play kind of situation, like being treated like the bad guy and being mm-hmm. taken down and punished like because it's usually kind of what people like whatever they mainly do they want the opposite you know um flip that's it. yeah so like. for John McClane yeah Bruce Willis I maybe this is my own fantasy but I think he probably just is like a body worshiper like he probably loves to like just m- mow down <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bruce Willis like to put on a feeding strip, <laughs> like a feeding <laughs> bag, and yeah. just go to town. That's, so, I
1: mean, maybe that's just
0: yeah. There's I about, about <laughs> well, there's also something. Okay, so like I would think that like maybe he might like, also like
1: to be peed on.
0: Mm, that's John, I think that's John. Yeah, that's that's John, John. Yeah, that, John McClane. Yeah, like like that that gives me that kind of a vibe a little bit. I think
1: me. Bruce Willis would probably also like to be told no a lot. You think so? Yeah, because and you know, who tells Bruce Willis no? Like
0: he's true, a hot true. shot.
1: He's an actor. Like he wants people to tell him no.
0: I have a little bit of a blind spot. Like he hasn't really been in the news for anything. Like anything he ever does is always like associated with like his kids or Demi Moore. Like he's really kind mm-hmm.
1: of He stays you know, off the radar.
0: Which is good. Like he's not like a Mel Gibson type. <laughs> you know. Like that, that, that's a whole issue. Yeah. So um, I wrote in here, <laughs> like, when the crawling through, I, I put a note here. He's hot here too, even with the dirty feet and bloody A shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was. It was just like, yeah, he is. Like, he just is kind of there. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, they, he is undressed as soon as he gets to that building.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: gets in her office and starts washing his armpits and shit. And I'm like, all right, shoes off.
0: So that's the thing too. Is it was just like, why not you make that slight attempt to put something on your feet before you started running? You know
1: what I mean. He was, he was panicked, man. He just had to act. He was—he's so. a man's man. He just acts. He doesn't have time. He can suffer for the cause. I cause don't know because ma- he's a man.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, you know, you know what this movie was missing. Okay, uh. <laughs> from this man, man. Okay, so <laughs> it was. That horrible sound that you make, that embarrassing sound when you're on vacation and you don't have your shoes and your feet are like slapping on like the hotel linoleum, like (laughs) or like, you know, when you're at like a like a hotel, when you're running through a lobby or something, you don't have shoes. Like when you hear like that slapping feet sound, that's what we should have heard more of, especially when he was like running from from uh hans yeah. inside of like the one place before they were like shoot all the glass shoot the glass before that like you would have heard slap 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 of his feet on the floor because he's like these clammy little feet that have been running around everywhere
1: the boom <laughs> operator is that who it is who does the sound effects it should have been foley.
0: it should have been the foley. foley. foley yeah, the, yeah. yeah the foley person should have done that just to bring fully the- fucked up
1: <laughs> they probably they probably
0: took it out because I told you it's very, very shameful sounding. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. just, it's like, like, where are you running from, child? Um...
1: I like the part where, um, so Carl Winslow has showed up
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he's like, oh, nothing. You know, the guys at the desk tell him everything's fine, whatever, and he's backing out. And John McClane decides to throw a body out the window. And the next thing you know, Carl Winslow is just Hauling ass backwards with a body on the hood of his car right past Argyle. Argyle's just talking to some chick like, hey, baby, you know, I never lied to you. You.
0: <laughs> that was like the running thing is that Argyle's having his own party all alone in his car.
1: Yeah. Talking to all these thing. different women or maybe the same one. I don't know. He seemed like he probably had a couple
0: though. That was a great scene when he threw the body out the window, which is just, it's terrible. It's a body. I mean, there was a lot of, like, weird, gory kind of things, if you really yeah. think about it. When they, sh- the feet are like, ugh, like, that kind of gave me a little chill. But um, when he's like. Well, when he jumps out. out
1: the window the first time, and he's trying to get through uh, the, like, an, a lower story, and he's, like, slamming his bloody feet up against the window. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's yeah, it was cringy.
0: Yeah, when he gets blown off the roof, and he has the. Uh, um the hose wrapped around his waist and that keeps them secure i mean we have to suspend you know because it's one of those actions uh-huh. in the 80s yeah but yeah those, those like weird bloody feet and then like you know later well, that's like on the when- belt
1: that's like the belt around the gun when he goes down the elevator shaft mm-hmm. and you're like that yeah that held you okay cool
0: that held you for <laughs> that long yeah. yeah exactly okay well the bloody knees what was oh, yeah. that? The shootout when all of a sudden he like shoots that guy in the knees and like let's show it and it's like jello knees, but they decide to like throw like red jello at the at the camera. I was like, oh, okay, Merry Christmas. Um- <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: yeah, no, I don't know. That's there was some like gratuitous, um, mm. you know, gore sometimes. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, because that whole scene when he's um, I
1: I feel like as the movie progresses, he's just covered in more blood until the end when he saves Holly and hugs her and like
0: his whole
1: and then she pulls away and she has no blood
0: on
1: Yeah, that's when he looks
0: the hottest. It's like when he like comes around the corner with the gun. He's all dirty and bloody and shit. His boobs are heaving and you're like, oh, oh, Bruce (laughs) Willis. So that is my endorsement, you guys. Of like, watch it because of those boobs. Like, his his boobs, they move. His
1: man tits are hot.
0: (laughs) Very much. Okay. When he has the longest hand to hand combat scene ever with the one blonde. The blonde with, you know, there's there's three different blonde uh, Barbie dolls, the German Ken dolls. I don't know and any the, of their names. <laughs> the, the one with the longest, the, the last one with the longest hair who just wouldn't die when he like wraps a chain around his neck. But that whole scene leading up to it was like 10 minutes of like, this is happening somewhere else. And then he's just fighting this guy, fighting this guy. It was for Yeah. So- it was really long. Mm-hmm. He was
1: pissed. He was pissed, though.
0: Yeah. The I guess this- I think
1: he had killed his brother.
0: He was so pissed that he had kept whipping his hair back and forth. Like every time he'd be, <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, Oh, you know, <laughs> like, and like, holly would like,
1: be like, Ooh, he's still alive. Nobody can piss anybody off. Like John can go <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, out. Oh, wow, right. Let's
0: talk about Holly's hair too. That, that those bangs. <laughs> the thing is, is like, it was, and that, it was the
1: eighties <laughs> and,
0: Like and her hair slowly started to fall, but then get wider (laughs) as the movie goes on. So at least they did that, you know what I mean? Like, but when she first and they first see her, oh my goodness, the 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 permanent. yes, that was that was back in the day when you would use mousse. Remember? Oh, for sure,
1: mousse. Yeah, yeah, I remember mousse.
0: Okay, so anybody who's young on this channel, you guys probably have never heard of hair mousse. And so hair mousse came inside of these little aerosol cans, but then you would like push it. Like foam. Foam would come out and it would go, and then you would like crunch <laughs> it in your hands, and you would have the satisfaction of hearing the no. that went through your hair, and like it was just that was back when I had hair. I would use that. I would use gel. I would use, I would use the mousse down the middle to kind of keep some of that volume, and then I would use gel on the sides to slick it very pompadour. Mm-hmm. And then you would get like the Aquanet, or you would get the White Rain. Remember White Rain? Oh, yeah. In the mm-hmm. white bottle and like and, just oh, yeah. like and freeze it into place and so i mean it was a lot of work getting ready to go somewhere in the 80s <laughs> yeah hair was
1: a hair is a nightmare Very i did the much. i did the the you know the brush over up the the big the bangs the wave the, in the, the front the Sa- with the
0: the sally brown but the sally brown like curly bang in the front with the big like wave over <laughs>
1: like, mm-hmm
0: that's wonderful can we please find those photos we oh, need i got a- s- i got that some look like <laughs> i
1: got some mullet pictures i'll find them for you
0: i need I it was- i want i want to see you in a wig that way that i, I think that would f- be f- very, very satisfying f-
1: well every every time i go to, to wash my hair i brush my bangs out and then i brush them back and they feather and i <laughs> look like joe exotic kind of <laughs> <laughs> dog the bounty hunter i can't tell one of the two and i always said a picture of my best friend she's like please stop
0: wear that to my party on friday absolutely not <laughs> this is my friend sydney <laughs> what are those bangs okay um, um
1: uh another another character that I just, I probably, he's, I feel like he's a douche in everything that he's in. And I'm pretty sure he's the one in Ghostbusters who's like, shut it down, the news reporter. The guy with the red hair who keeps oh, yeah. fucking throwing everyone under the bus because he wants to get his story, like going to the house and threatening the housekeeper that he's going to call INS if he doesn't let her, if she doesn't let him talk to the kids like, bro, that shit made me so mad. Every time I see it, I'm like, you
0: asshole. The fact that they talk to the kids without any of the parents present. was.
1: I know that's would never happen now.
0: Mom, that- <laughs> you to come home. And that's how
1: they fi- and that's how they find out that that's how Hans finds out that um, Holly yeah. and John are together
0: in a like, hostage it, it, situation. I like mean, even
1: even the coked out guy didn't fuck that up, and and you think he's gonna you know mm-hmm. when he calls him he's like John come on you're fucking it up for all of us buddy and it's like dude go do some more blow and shut up okay you're just... Harry Ellis <laughs> like, yeah
0: Ugh. okay Harry Ellis though look wise is so my type from like back then you know what i mean like that 80s like big full beard done hair that's a kink i'm sorry <laughs> it's,
1: it's fine i think he's also he's in a lot of stuff he's the bad guy in biodome which is total anyway
0: <laughs> oh my god i haven't seen biodome in years <laughs> his name is hart Bachner. it's his real name and what does he currently look like oh my god you guys google him he's not ugly it's interesting Not my type there i'll show you you can kind of see it so you guys have to google this but i'm showing sydney as we were sitting here he's not my type really either i think i appreciated him more with the beard east of eden he was a nightmare alley which one is he there um, he's not in this picture.
1: Yeah, he's, <laughs> so, I was like, wait, that's, I don't see him.
0: Maybe that's an advertisement, you guys. I'm so sorry, it's not him. Okay, <laughs> but like from like, okay, yeah, he's like a total '80s type for me. I'm totally into that, it.
1: That's not him though. I don't think we're talking about the same person.
0: That's him without a beard, honey. That's from 1979. That was. I'm talking. I'm talking
1: before. about the report. The reporter, not the. Oh no! Guy I was talking oh, about Ellis.
0: Talking- I was talking about Dallas.
1: Okay, you're talking about the blow, the blow guy. Okay, I'm yeah. with you now. I was like, Sorry. "That's okay." I'm here no, now. The, <laughs> y- your guy,
0: his name, um, now I'm um, it's gonna escape me, and I'm not gonna be able to get back there as fast as we were talking. So I'm gonna just
1: cut this out. Oh, we are gonna get in trouble for using the Jeopardy theme song.
0: Right. <laughs> we'll be fine. We're gonna <laughs> trouble for all kinds of things. Thornburg is his name. William. Atherton. William
1: Atherton. Yeah. Ugh. Yucky. <laughs>
0: He was the bad guy in Biodome.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, oh pretty God. sure. He's a bad guy in a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, he I, just plays that that role really well. And I just love, you know, that they, they at the end they come out and Holly just plocks him.
0: <laughs> totally. That was yeah. one of the parts right there at the end. Yeah. It was funny how they introduced this whole like the newsroom all of a sudden just gets introduced halfway through the movie. And it's like, where did this come from? What movie are we watching all of a sudden? And yeah. so that, that was a little bit like jarring, but it's just to propel that storyline so they can, you know, realize who, this, who the kid is and whatnot. Okay. So as we're moving on real quickly, let's just talk about, I'm going to go through the holiday mentions, the Christmas mentions that I that I found in this movie. So in the beginning, Holly's uh, at Holly's office Christmas party, there you go. And she doesn't want to look like Scrooge. When her assistant is the only one who's working. So right there, we have two references towards the holidays. And then we also have the next thing is that Holly tells her daughter not to look for presidents uh, when she does her call home. Not to look for presidents. Well, not to look for presidents.
1: I was like, <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> so when Holly calls home. And so then we also have another moment is uh, the hip hop classic Christmas song from two live crew that was on yeah. there. And I don't remember what that song is called. Um, then we have Isn't talk- it, uh,
1: Christmas in Hollis Park or something like that. That's
0: it. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you know that because you love this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just know a lot of music trivia.
0: Okay. John whistles jingle bells when he's getting on the elevator to go up, uh, as he's noticing the security people when he's taking his like when he's looking around at what's going on and how to get around the building. Um, We also have another moment when the Merry Christmas from the drunk dude that kisses John when he first walks in. So which was such a weird like no homo moment. You know what I mean? Like when John first walks into the Christmas party and that guy just like stumbles into him and is like, Merry Christmas, (laughs) like kisses him. He's like, yeah, these these Californians. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: they're all gay.
0: (laughs) Yep. No homo. Um,
1: no oh. <laughs>
0: yes the whole musical score i wrote here is is a ode to christmas um
1: the teddy and, bear he brings as a christmas present
0: exactly uh so that's number one two three four five six seven is the teddy bear eight is after john radios the worthless police we meet officer winslow who's humming let it snow <laughs> officer winslow see i told you guys we <laughs> refer him that way um and then that's when he's looking for the tasty cakes when he's at the store. And then we have the next moment here is the news talks about it being Christmas Eve. So they drill that point home that it is Christmas Eve. They keep on pushing mm-hmm. it. So this is a holiday movie guys. I'm so sorry, but it is snow. Yeah. And then I have here, Snape talks about it being a Christmas miracle for the heist. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have, they can't turn off the power grid because it's Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And they're like, just turn it off. Can you imagine if you were sitting at home with your family and and all of a sudden everything goes dark, pissed Christmas, you just ruined Christmas for all these people. Um, Joyful, joyful plays. uh, When the vault opens, that's like an over thing. And then we have uh, another moment here is that after the helicopter explodes, the christmas tree falls so they keep on like destroying christmas throughout this that was kind of wild too is like when there's like that whole like that little uh pond in the front like lobby yeah and it was just like another reason to get bruce willis wet
1: yeah (laughs) we'll take it it's fine this
0: this director wasn't with bruce willis okay you guys that's really what this came down
1: i'm honestly surprised we didn't see like a peen outline in his pants you know what i'm saying
0: I'm as surprised as he didn't lose his pants. Like somebody didn't just like pull them off and he had to like run around in his underwear for half the time. <laughs> and so, um, I
1: mean, frankly,
0: I wouldn't mind. No, I don't think any of us would have. I think this wouldn't be the Christmas classic, it would be. No, <laughs> all these straight guys would be like, I'm not watching this dick movie. Yeah, um, pretty much.
1: That's <laughs> what I was thinking too. No homo, bro.
0: <laughs> no homo. Merry Christmas, Californians. Uh, <laughs> Um, Argyle, when he says, If this is their idea of Christmas, I gotta be here for New Year's. Mm -hmm. So that's another mention of Christmas. And then my 13th moment that I've written in here is that Let It Snow plays for the credits. So it is a holiday movie, okay? And the reason why I know that is because I took notes, and when I took the notes, I put little Christmas tree emojis next to the notes. So it's Christmas. (laughs) I feel
1: like I want to say, too, that, you know, um, McLean and um, Officer Winslow (laughs) Mm -hmm. have that moment where he's asking him, you know, why are you doing this? You shouldn't be, uh, you know, just driving around. And he tells him about what he did, how he shot a kid. And Mm -hmm. so, like, he's been afraid to shoot his gun since and all this stuff. But then at the end he gets his moment of redemption and he saves John when Blondie comes, pops out of nowhere and is about to shoot off and who takes care of him? Officer Winslow, you know, and it's just this like,
0: really like, I think it's, it's really this thing in the eighties. And I want to want to say maybe in culture, it's a direct response to the movie Carrie for the whole fact that the dead person is never dead. Like it's always like if you didn't actually cut their head off or put something through their heart, they're coming back for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so and mm-hmm. it does. And it happens with this. And like, honestly, what did that guy think was gonna happen? He was just gonna run at him and just saying, like, flee, dude. Like, like blonde Barbie, go.
1: With all if, those people out there, like, no one's gonna
0: Yeah. Like, just act like you were somebody's friend. <laughs>
1: he didn't care because his brother had been killed and he was just both he of his care. brothers. His whatever. life was worthless at that point.
0: I guess, though, so, because he didn't get his bonds. <laughs> oh, oh and what
1: about the part where um, he goes to save Holly because he shoots Hans and then Hans is grabbing her and to save Holly, he has to unlatch her Rolex. Oh, yeah. That was like the present that they were all like, oh, show him me watch," And he's like, hey, I'll see it later. I don't really give a shit. Yeah.
0: And that <laughs> almost killed her. <laughs> that, yeah. Rolex, that Rolex uh-huh. took her. Yeah. So Mm, what does it say about <laughs> consumer <thing>? culture? Really, and <laughs> at Christmas time, so do not get the Rolex for your partner. And she better give
1: me a Rolex, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you might die. We can't <laughs> like.
1: Well, then at least I'll have a legacy because right now I don't
0: have a lot. Okay, I'm going to go through some trivia, you guys. So here's some diehard trivia. I'm pulling these just straight up from IMDb. The fictional Nakatomi Plaza is the headquarters of the 20th Century Fox. The company charged itself rent for the use of the unfinished building. Ooh, what a tax write off. These people are crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good
1: tax write off. No shit.
0: The costume department had 17 undershirts in various stages of, de- of degradation on hand for Bruce Willis. Oh, I wonder where <laughs> all those shirts are now. You know what I mean?
1: Probably crusty in a
0: corner somewhere. <laughs> or, or like in like some like glass. There's probably one at like the you know the the Chinese theater. We actually we are now. Um Anthony got me last year for Christmas, um, a membership to the uh Academy what? of of motion picture the new new museum that just opened up and so we have to get our butts out there but maybe it's there i'm gonna be like where's them shirts where's bruce willis's shirt
1: is it behind glass (laughs) or can i smell it what's happening
0: oh no i don't want to do that it's old (laughs) like a 40 year old shirt that's a whole new king. Bruce Willis received a then unheard of $5 million fee, which was approved by Fox president Rupert Murdoch. So he got 5 million bucks for this. That's great. And I wonder if he got anything on the back end because he's now such like a huge favorite, you know? Yeah. Um, In an article for the 30th anniversary of Die Hard, Bonnie Bedelia stated that the first thing she thinks of when someone mentions Die Hard is Alan Rickman. The two became friends and had... Yeah, they had lunch together every day while shooting the movie. She expressed how lovely and gentle Rick uh, Rickman was in Rackman. Rickman, I'm sorry, Rickman was in real life.
1: Oh, um, I love
0: him. Snape was a good guy, you guys. Like he was a really good guy. <laughs>
1: I see. And I don't think of him as Snape. I'm I'm old and I think of him as uh so many other roles, not to mention Metatron from from Dogma,
0: which is mm-hmm. Way off awesome. okay. Here's the thing I need to tell you, Sydney. I'm mm-hmm. very, I'm very, very basic. So Harry Potter is my touchstone.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I get it. No, I'm I just taking.
0: Okay. Um, this was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress in 2017 for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Oh my wow. goodness. So this is in the Library of Congress. Oh my gosh. You guys see like this is the reason why we watch Die Hard because we're bringing you guys culture. Not just like regular culture but culture like from Congress. Okay. This is like a big deal. Okay. So the scene where Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman may, uh, meet up was unrehearsed to create a greater feeling of spontaneity between the two actors. Okay. Um, Hans Hans's line Hans Bubby was ad-libbed. Alan Rickman's quizzical reaction was genuine. In 2000- <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. Here's where one of the shirts are.
0: Oh, here's something. In 2007, Bruce Willis donated John McClane's undershirt to the Smithsonian Museum. All there right. you go. So go the Smithsonian. <laughs> take a picture with it. It would be great if they had it like in one of those like glass cases that you can like stand <laughs> behind and put your head through so you'll... Like- <laughs> <laughs> And you can like take a TikTok. It's like, Yippee yay motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that I would appreciate. Um, the scene where McLean falls down a shaft was a mistake by the stuntman who was supposed to grab the first vent. And it was originally as originally planned. He slipped and continued to fall, but the shot was used anyway. It was edited together with one where McLean grabs the next vent down as he falls. Hmm. Um,
1: I hope he wasn't injured, Jesus. <laughs>
0: for real, just, just use it. Just use it. It happened. <laughs> so, only a couple of actors who played the German terrorists were actually German. Ooh. No, seriously,
1: clearly, clearly. I mean, yeah, mm. their accents were horrible,
0: <laughs> and only a couple could could speak broken. Uh, and only a couple. My goodness, I cannot speak today. I'm so sorry. And only a couple more could speak broken German. The actors were cast for their menacing appearances rather than their nationality. Nine of the 12 were over six feet tall. Hey. Yes, please. Uh-huh. I don't want a blonde Barbara doll They were not for me. I'm telling you, Ellis was the one who I would think I would have been like, after Bruce, it would have been like, hmm, hi, Ellis. Then he would have been like all cokey, and I would be like, oh no. <laughs> Nothing works. um <laughs> <okay. gasps> wow rickman
1: played um valmont in a play of dangerous liaisons i didn't know that i would i would kill to see that i love dangerous liaisons and valmont all right i was reading those while you were talking
0: oh nice <laughs> so bruce willis's favorite role has always been john McClane. that's wonderful um Here's something, Alan Rickman nearly passed up the role of Hans Gruber, which ended up being his first film role. He had only arrived in Hollywood two days early and was uh, appalled by the idea of his first role being the villain in an action film. To to a degree, Rickman was right to be concerned, considering his performance of Hans Gruber was hailed was so hailed that the actor had to struggle being typecast as a player of villains for much of his career, which is true. Oh, uh, yeah. But he had a great stellar career. So we I mean love like, him. Yeah. You never know. Like if he would have tried to get something else, then he just maybe never would have been anything. You know what I mean? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I think that's kind of it. I'm just kind of like doing a scan through here. Uh this is the longest diehard movie out of all the franchises. Um
1: oh my god, look at <laughs> In Spain, see? the title was translated into crystal jungle.
0: <laughs> nice. In French, it was plex de cristal. I don't know <laughs> if I said that right. Don't, don't write. In Poland, it became the glass trap, uh, which sounds and fits very well in that country. The original title an English idiom is hard to translate correctly, as it would sound uh, like it is hard to kill him or he dies slowly. <laughs> <laughs> The same titles are used for the sequels, even though they do not relate well to the sequels. So Crystal Jungle 2, when you're in Spain, <laughs> Crystal Jungle 3. <laughs> That's interesting. That is pretty interesting. Um, okay. So let's go from here. Let's just kind of spin over to what else are you watching this holiday season, Sydney? Give our people something that you maybe have watched new or something that you put on every year. What's the recommendation?
1: well um you did mention of course uh Muppet Christmas Carol is another one of my big faves uh Mm -hmm. I I watch um god there's so many I like um I also we started watching Lethal Weapon because Lethal Weapon also takes place during Christmas and I think it probably came out after Die Hard so they were hoping it was gonna kind of you know Mm -hmm. ride the coattails um so I watched that. I'm up at Christmas Carol, um, National Lampoon's. I like um, Christmas at the Cranks. I do not like Christmas Story ever. I can't handle that movie. I just don't <laughs> like it. Um, do you know there's a Christmas Story too. I don't care.
0: <laughs> the-
1: <laughs> not my thing. Um, it's yeah, so funny because like.
0: TBS is that 24 hours of Christmas story. I you know. I know.
1: I mean? I know. Oh, my cousins always try to put it on and it turns into a brutal fight. In my family's house.
0: I was when I was uh, when I was in L.A. a couple of weeks ago um, for that Barracuda when Claw was in town mm. and I was in, the, I was in the hotel room and like none of the TV channels would work. But the one there was two channels. One was playing Christmas story over and over and the other was playing National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. That's all the options that I had. So I watched National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. And then it started again, and I was like, oh, no. So I changed it to the other one, watched Five Minutes of Christmas Story, I was like, I can't handle this. So I put it back on the other one and just turned the sound all the way off and just watched mm-hmm. something else. But I'm, like, one of those people who needs, like, something in the background, especially when I'm, like, in a place I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just, like, very much putting that on for, for whatever. Okay. Let elf. me tell. Oh, you're an oh elf God. girl. I really? do. It's cute. Yeah. You do any of the cheesy movies? Bad Santa. That are like-
1: so for you, do like all,
0: you do all blockbuster, like mainstream movie for. for oh, Christmas. I
1: I mean, I'll watch stuff that's on. That's like, I've definitely watched, like, you know, a, a girlfriend for Mr. Claus or what, you know, like whatever mm-hmm. kind of Hallmark bullshit. Like, what was that one that Hulu, I think it was Hulu, like last year they came out and it was about, like, the supposedly about two lesbians and the one who, like, couldn't oh, admit to her parents?
0: that I, I, shit was
1: irritating as all oh, i was just like this is i wouldn't see, have, she she needed to dump her ass
0: and i talked about that recently with amanda when she was on and i actually kind of love that movie like <laughs> like even though i do think that that she is like a toxic like thing but like i do appreciate the youngest sister in that
1: it was um, yeah it was cute it was a cute movie but it was like there was definitely uh you know um a, it was toxic it was like well that's but all the movies th- then, it's then she find finally- then she then she finally came out and everything was right in the world
0: Mm -hmm. okay so here's the things that i kind of recently watched i'll just i'll throw one of them out here so there's a movie called there's two movies right now on netflix uh in addition to the other ones that we're gonna cover this year so we're gonna cover singled all the way uh later this month we cover muppet christmas carol and there's something else that's gonna be coming down the pipeline but um these are my, my little mini ones because I kind of was watching things and like I've been watching Christmas movies because I started decorating early and I have to like put it on to get myself in the mood and kind of feel mm-hmm. the spirit of Christmas. Feel the and spirit. So <laughs> I have to feel the spirit of Christmas, you guys. You know what it is? Like Christmas lives deep inside of me. You know what I mean? That's what that's what um, she said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay. On Netflix. So here's a couple things that are on Netflix. There's a movie called Christmas Catch.
1: Okay. Avoid.
0: avoid it. Everybody just okay. avoid it. I will usually tell you guys watch a piece of trash because, you know, a piece of trash can sometimes be fun. Christmas catch is hot, steaming garbage. And the only way that you should watch this movie is if you're watching with a friend who is completely into making fun of it with you. And so that you can be like passing a J around or drinking something or just kind of like doing whatever because you want to pay attention. So I would say watch it because it's so damn cheesy, but you have to watch it with somebody. Don't watch it by yourself because you will be upset and you will want to throw your TV out the window. But like we made fun of it. And so when I sat there with my mom and we made fun of it because it's this whole situation where this girl is a police officer. She is, it's Christmas time. She's on a stakeout. They're trying to find this guy who, uh, they're they're trying to find a guy who stole something and blah, blah, blah. So she's now on the stakeout. She goes through, she's dressed like an elf. She's standing outside. So it's very Christmassy. She arrests the wrong guy at the wrong time. You know, he, he gets let go. Then the FBI comes, you find out her mom is the chief of police. The FBI wants her to do a stakeout on somebody who she then ends up falling in love with. And it is cheese to the max nothing makes sense don't watch it unless you're watching with somebody okay now one of the ones that i did kind of like was called snowbound for christmas it's on netflix as well this one has black leads so it's it's um it looks different than a lot of the other ones that all have white leads you know And it mm-hmm. mean, like, yeah but a lot of these things so like lifetime is really really good about been doing diverse casts hallmark is starting to get better you know they're just getting there but Netflix has really, they, they do really, really well with making sure there's a lot of diversity. And so um, this one, they decorated within an inch of their life using Walmart placemats and the Target <laughs> spot. Okay, so that's like, it's like cheap decorations. So don't watch this one thinking you're gonna have like beautiful stuff. It very is um, corporate <laughs> corporate Christmas decorations is really what you want to call this one. And so, um, that are shot in the roof. Um, and then what they do too in this movie, which I kind of appreciate, is you can tell that the props that they use in like this room, it's like, okay, let's go shoot in the gym, take all the wreaths off the wall and take them to the gym and put them on the wall in the gym. Okay. <laughs> like, and then it's like, okay, we're going to go shoot inside the restaurant, take the wreaths down, take the lights. Okay. Let's put the candle. I mean, they put every, like, it's like the same, you know, configuration of, of uh, decorations that they just kind of keep moving from room to room, which I just found it funny and charming. Um, What's funny, though, is each time they keep on going back to the lobby is that you, the decorations get worse and worse because you can tell they've been shaking in different places. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, in the beginning of the movie, everything is really gorgeous. And as, like, the movie progresses, you're like, why are these decorations so crunchy? And it's like, <laughs> it's just like the wreath is all lopsided. And, then, like, it just it goes back to being nice. So you can kind of see where the pickups were. So it's a cheesy, cheap Christmas mo- movie. It's cute, though. It's about a girl who... Um, she works for a company. You know, you never know what the companies do, but they. she works for a company and she also... Makes tons with, of money, right? Probably. Yeah. Mm. She works with this other girl in the company and the other girl in the company always has the same exact hairstyle. So it's almost like they were like, change your shirt, we're going to shoot the next time. Change your shirt again, we're going to do this next one. Like It was like, she did everything on the same day. So it's like, it's limited budget for the whole movie, you can just tell. But um, they... So she works at this company. She's falling in love with the boss. The boss's ex also works with her. And so now they are all supposed to go and they are doing, a, oh, the company is doing a marketing campaign for hotels. And so they get end up getting snowbound inside this hotel and they end up being stuck there over Christmas Eve because they, the snow has come. So they have the whole entire hotel to themselves. All the staff is there. And there's no other guests in the hotel. It's just them for days. Mm -hmm. And so, and like, it's just, it's so funny too, because when you think about it, it's like, I worked in a hotel. So if you're telling me that I'm stuck at work for three or four days and I have to go and wait on these two people for eight hours a day, give me a break. So, but Mm -mm. it's cute. Um, I wrote in here, nobody owned a brush in the whole movie. Um, All the curls are all ringlet curls fresh out of a curling iron. Nobody ran their fingers through not one curl in this movie. So there's something. And um, so that's it. So that, that was my little, like, little stupid jaunt over into Snowbound for Christmas. So if you guys watch it, it's cheesy. It's not a great one to watch. We will cover other better things. If you're going to be watching on Netflix, go to the, there's a movie called Let It Snow. Of talked about that, and they're probably going to talk about later on this month with another one of the people who because I've done a bunch of these interviews. But, um, let it snow is a good one, it's Kieran Shipka and Joan Cusack, and a couple other people. And it's, it's like a teen, it's it's it kind of like a teen spin to it. That one's cute, and then there's another one called The Holiday Calendar, and that one I have to say I really appreciate. It's another one that is a diverse cast, it's all black lead, and then they uh, it, it's just It's this girl who's a photographer. It's super cheesy. It's very Hallmark. Her best friend comes home from... He's also a photographer. (laughs) So he comes home. They both are shooting pictures at the Christmas Village. You know, pictures with Santa and that sort of thing. So watch that when it's cute. It's on Netflix. Okay. From there, my last question for you, Miss Sydney, is who is your character crush of the week? Like... uh a person, place, or a thing that is just getting you off right now, character-wise, though. It has to be fake. It has to be fictional. Okay, it has to be
1: fake. That's fine. The mm-hmm. Witcher, always.
0: The Witcher. That's Henry
1: Ve- I know. Season two is coming out. My spank bank's ready. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess so. so. I love me um, some Henry
1: Cavill as anybody. He was hot as Superman, too. So,
0: whatever. He makes no sense how, like, amazingly attractive he is. You know what it's I mean? just he,
1: not fair.
0: Yeah, he's like a Matt Bomer that, like, they're just, like, perfect, like, angelly people who, like, God was like, this is what you get to look like. Yeah. Deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's just like, this isn't fair with those faces. But, yeah, Henry Cavill is completely beautiful. The body he, too. Oof chest oh, there. All right, Lord. Okay. Oh, okay. So my question of the week, I'm going to have to make it John McClane. So I'm going to make it John McClane <laughs> from Die Hard. I forgot and how much I appreciated Bruce Willis and Color of Night. And so this reminded me of all of that. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: I know I might have to go watch that now.
0: Mm-hmm. Like he's one of those guys who made balding really sexy. And I think a lot of people embraced it after him. So thank him for that. I do, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so, but anyways okay you guys so thank you guys <laughs> so much for tuning in miss sydney where can they find you if they were looking for you
1: um mostly twitter
0: okay you guys so find her at sydney jones on twitter no, i'm actually got, a sydney, got a
1: sydney goddess sydney j
0: Got is Sydney J on Twitter. You guys will find it in the liner notes of this. I'll th- also throw her uh, link tree down there as well. Uh, you guys will find me everywhere: Instagram, TikTok, and all that. Is Angela Gogo? Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of Bald and bingeable. You guys can find us anywhere that you guys listen to podcasts. Make sure you guys give us five stars on the Apple podcast. And if you guys are listening on Spotify, please make sure that you guys like us. Okay. Like really give me a nice, nice little heart there. Um, it does, it costs you nothing, but it really does benefit the show. We have a lot of interviews coming up. We are going to be steady now going into 2022. So I don't have any more break time. So we're just going to be pushing, pushing, pushing all these new episodes out. So thank you so much for coming, joining us and uh, good night from the lower level. Bye.